Conscious Collaboration brings together entrepreneurs, changemakers, and thought leaders. We aim to highlight the people that embody the idea of aligned mind, body, and business. Each week, we share, discuss, and learn from the various experiences and ideas of our guest experts. Through our discovery, we find a path to an aligned mind, body, and business. Hi, I'm Lisa. And I'm Emily. And we are the Conscious Collaboration Podcast. What up, guys? What up, Lisa, my friend? Hey, Emily. How, How are you, you doing, doing today? So good. <laughs> so good. Um, so we will get right into it. We have been pondering one particular word. And this word has come up in basically every form of sort of energy check-in that we like to do among the two of us as far as our different card readings and energetic readings, astrology, um, things of that nature. Lisa just pulled a little I Ching reading before we started recording. And once again, the word and the idea of chaos came up. Uh, also, just in our conversations with our clients and friends and in our own daily interactions, uh, we've been encountering a lot of what people are describing as chaos. People are tired. Uh, things are happening economically and in the job market and in the real estate market and with children and with relationships and people breaking up and people getting into fights. Um, so all kinds of things that could be lumped into that idea. Yeah, of chaos. it's like so many changes all mm-hmm. at once. And um, changes. Don't make me think. Nobody needs that. <laughs> Nobody needs that. Nobody needs that. So I I consulted the Googles uh, just to get us a couple of working definitions of chaos and and a little bit more to sort of talk off of. So the Webster definition of chaos is complete disorder and confusion. Now that to me sort of has uh, more of the, the negative connotation to it, but I think it's interesting when you get into the uh, physics working definitions of chaos and how you can start to think of it that way. So in the context of physics, they describe chaos as behavior so unpredictable as to appear random owing to great sensitivity to small changes in conditions. Another definition under the context of physics is the formless matter supposed to have existed before the creation of the universe. So, so many things with those two definitions of chaos come to mind because like I was saying with that first definition, it really just sort of has a negative connotation. And usually Mm -hmm. if you're just talking to people in conversation, you know, they're not particularly happy about (laughs) experiencing chaos to chaos, right? Like (laughs) chaos out of my life. Um, But 
I've always sort of liked the phrases both thriving in chaos and organized chaos. They sort of take a different perspective on that idea of chaos. And so like with this definition of chaos being the formless matter supposed to have existed before the creation of the universe, what that says is that it's literally the most natural just state of being is chaos, disorganized form, if you will. And then that other definition, talking about how the random appearance of the behavior of something is owing to its great sensitivity to small changes in conditions. So changes in condition are also the natural state of being, Mm -hmm. right? Change is the one constant. Mm -hmm. So a sensitivity to change being that idea of chaos really has to do with like your perception of and need for or perceived need for control Mm -hmm. over situations in life. And that, I guess, hypersensitivity to change is to me what would lead one to believe that chaos is always a negative thing. But what I'm really seeing is that chaos is just energy, the natural state of being of energy. And we can, in fact, harness it to our benefit and thrive in that state of being. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, And I think we hear we hear a lot in everyday conversation where people don't even know how to put into word the confusion they feel mm-hmm. when things are changing all around them. So you'll hear people like my mom always says, and I don't know if you hear this from your mom too, if it's like a generational thing, but she'll, if she doesn't understand something, she'll say, it's just crazy. It's just mm-hmm. crazy. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, it's not really crazy. It's the way things are. Um, but it is her sensitivity that she realizes something is brewing. So, um, so the, the hexagram that we were talking about when we pulled the Yijing is a revolution. So revolution has a positive uh, mm-hmm. connotation to us, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I like the change. Songs about, <laughs> I like mm-hmm. the songs about revolution and it's change for a positive cause in, in many ways. Um, so the imagery is lake above and fire below. So it talks about that like bubbling up from under the water. Um, and that's like a um, an alchemy. Mm-hmm. So when we have sensitivities and um, as, as humans, we can sense when there's a, something stirring, something's around the corner, there's a change that's brewing. And um, just like animals, when the hurricane was coming towards us, where did all the animals go? They knew something was coming. Um, all the birds left and, you mm-hmm. know, other animals went under the ground. So it's, it's our, it's in our. Um, primal instincts that want to protect from uh, a storm that's brewing or, or chaos. But um, as you were saying, there can't always be, um, it, it can't always be what's to be expected all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. In fact, that probably isn't desirable either to have that status quo 
all the time, the same things day in and day out, um, very complacent, and that can feel very um, imprisoning Mm -hmm. when you feel that groundhog's day to life. And um, in that sense, too, I love what you're saying about thriving in chaos and harnessing that energy for um, empowerment purposes. And that's something that we can do um, in our daily lives and in our businesses too, in learning how to work with that uh, excitement in a way that's um, positive rather than uh, anxiously retaliating Mm -hmm. against it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's like going with the flow. Um, I think... One, and I want to be careful how I say this, but I think one big step towards being a person who can thrive in chaos is anticipating chaos. And I don't mean in a way that has you preemptively reacting and you know, sabotaging relationships and situations (laughs) because you're used to being, you know, that's more like a trauma response where you're used to being in a chaotic environment or a dramatic environment. So you're sort of attracting it with your different behaviors. And that's not what I mean, but I just mean like anticipating the unexpected, expecting the unexpected and, you know, knowing that there's going to be a lot um, throughout life that you're not going to expect and that you're not going to have control over. But <clears throat> one thing I know is that if you're mentally prepared for that and you're in a situation where everybody's freaking out and you're not freaking out, you're automatically a thousand steps ahead of anybody else in that situation. And as long as you can manage to not get caught up in others sensitivity to that change. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's still like, it's important to have the sensitivity, like all things are brewing, things are changing. Um, But like you're saying too, um, and I like, I like some of the words that I read in the Jing about this, um, is when you're sensing chaos is brewing to have the courage to radically change, Mm -hmm. um, and bring with the flow, Mm -hmm. with the flow. Yeah. You're going to radically change and be empowered in the moment versus, um, being swept under the water. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it too is sort of being able to rise above the situation as an observer and being able to look at and name what's happening, you know, and name any feelings that you may be having about it. But if you're looking at it from above the fray, from above the water as an observer, that leaves you way less vulnerable to sort of drown under the water or get mixed up in the fray, in the chaos and lose track. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it feels like, uh, and we, we talked about at the beginning of this whole conversation is um, 
chaos, it feels like it's a, um, it's a detriment. Um, it's something that's going to set us back when really it's more of an agitator to bring you forward or to evolve in a, in a different way. Um, it's unleashing <laughs> really something that's underlying that you may have been working on, um, in a way to, to regain control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can very much look at it as an opportunity. A lot of the times if you seek out, you know, okay, what is it? Was it, what is it that I'm being asked to do or look at or shift here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of going, oh my God, like what the hell? I can't handle it. And then, you know, you're sort of just writing your own will there. Yeah. (laughs) And succumbing to the chaos instead of thriving in it. Whereas if you can rise above it and look at it and name it and sort through the emotions that you're having and remain calm in the face of others being all anxious about it, then you'll move through to a place where you're not only surviving, but thriving. Mm-hmm. Move through or move around, um, changing your course. I, mm-hmm. I think um, we talked about there's a way to rewrite the chaos. Um, so really being disruptive, it's an opportunity to be disruptive in a good way. Mm-hmm. So rather than shrinking, it's more like, here's like, you know, I see, I see your chaos you're bringing and, you know, here's my chaos and mm-hmm. <laughs> the revolution that's going to happen. So it's really being um, assertive and um, recognizing that you're steering your own ship here, um, charting, sure. you know, charting a different course around any obstacles. For sure. What can you think of on a day-to-day basis, maybe from a feng shui perspective that would help people be more prepared to naturally thrive in chaos? Oh, well, I mean, the first and the the most obvious that comes to mind that, that we always talk about is, um, is bringing order to chaos is, is decluttering. Right. Uh, yeah. Like literally, yeah. literally. I think when people I think a lot of the underlying basis for becoming a hoarder is trying to protect yourself from chaos and create like a cave. And then you end up creating chaos. Right. <laughs> really. that you ultimately. <laughs> just things all around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, really just letting go of things that were probably once very comfortable and declutter um, to make room for that abundance that's around the corner, because like we were talking about the, the hexagram symbol for, um, revolution and this chaos that we're talking about is only one line different, um, from abundance and great abundance at that too. It's very similar. So if you're experiencing chaos and a great change, it's only one energetic line different from abundance coming in. So just could that be looked at as like they have similar energetic frequencies? I feel, yeah. I mean, if we talk about, you know, the, the revolution, the great revolutions that we've seen in history. Can you think of any, by the way, while I'm talking like the, the greatest revolutions that we've experienced, they've 
they've been, I mean, if you think about the industrial revolution and the great abundance that came right after that, but you know, now there's different types of revolutions that are coming. And I think one of them is people rather than looking externally at, I mean, talking about the idea of industry and the importance of keeping momentum going and working and keeping the gears going, but creating um, the machinery and all of the things that come from that, that's really important. But the a, another revolution on top of that, that we might be seeing more of today is more of that internal game and the mindset and um, our our businesses and our relationships are a result of, of our inner game and where that is. So um, feng shui internally has a relationship as well as externally. So um, in that regard, even just taking 27 objects, for example, um, from the heart of your your home or your business at the center, that is the center, the energetic center of holistic health and wellness. And that like hub of all of the energies. So looking at that center area and just taking even 27 objects, I chose 27 because it's a great energetic number um, adding up to nine, it's a multiple. So um, changing just to, you know, maybe you need to, if you find like a pile of letters or mail, it needs to be, you can sort through it. You can look at it. If, even if it's photographs, um, digitize it, get rid of that space that it was taking up and allow and welcome in new space to that area with the intention that you're really going to harness the ability of your inner game. At the Conscious Collaboration Podcast, We are proud affiliates of Atapa medical grade red light therapy devices. Red light therapy boasts a long list of clinically proven benefits, many that I and many of my clients have experienced firsthand. You can be sure that you'll be able to train harder, recover faster, and sleep better with Atapa red light therapy. Visit myatapa.com, M-Y-A, tapa.com or use the link in our Instagram bio to shop with the code collab15 that's c-o-l-l-a-b 15 for a discount on your device Hmm. nice I think from the physical and mind-body perspective like really um, paying attention to your breathing, to your breath work practice becomes super important in this idea of thriving in chaos. Um, And even paying attention to um, a bodily phenomenon called proprioception. It's something we talk about in the... um, fascia geeky world a lot because the fascia contains a ton of proprioceptors, but it basically has to do with your uh, body awareness, the awareness of your body's position in space. Um, And one of my great teachers would always say a body that is unaware of its position in space 
is a brain that's in the sympathetic nervous system. So that fight or flight mode uh, where it's hard to sort of get things straight. So really using those, um, those tactics of breath work and meditation uh, can help you to really maintain that calm in chaos. And of course, moving your physical body and just moving energy through and out of rather than allowing it to stagnate within the body. And the breath work can help with that as well. And then I'm going to take it in a little bit different direction too. I'm just thinking about sort of how I manage it in my own life. And I think I I told you off air that I had a planner. (laughs) I actually Mm -hmm. purchased a planner at one point in my life. And, but I liked it (laughs) because I I used it for about two weeks. (laughs) No, but I, I liked it because it said organized chaos on the front of it. And that was, hmm? (laughs) that's your nickname. It is. It really is. (laughs) Like that's my middle name at least. Um, but I, and I do, I feel like, you know, although I've had certain people who might get close to me in my life and criticize the way that I, the way that I organize, the way that I plan things, because on paper, it might look to someone else with a different organizational style, like (laughs) chaos, like what the (laughs) hell is this bitch writing? It's like insulting to some people for sure. Yeah. 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 Why don't you do it like this and the color coding and everything else? uh, (laughs) But to me, I could look at it even the way I did like notes and studying in nursing school, I could look at it and it would make sense to me. So in that way, it was kind of like organized chaos. But where I was going with that is that I think to, while you should not be a rigid planner, because that's where you will go down the line of not being able to handle that perceived loss of control that, you know, any veering away from the plan, um, you should not be that rigid planner, but to have a few threads of structure within, you know, like if you want to kind of look at it like a spine, Mm -hmm. a few things that do work upon a schedule or upon a structure of sorts that makes sense to you also helps to keep you centered and aligned to keep that cool and calm during the times of chaos. Cause there are, you know, the, and it's something, it could just be something as little as what time you have your coffee or what time you eat your meals every day, or, you know, just anything that keeps you on a basic skeleton of a schedule within all that, all the change helps to, um, keep that sense, some sense of control over things. Mm -hmm. I like that. If you're not a scheduler and a planner and and everything else, something that looks like a schedule or a plan or a structure to you just to kind of hold that skeleton together down the middle, like a spine. 
Yeah, I like that. I like also, you know, I, I was thinking about the the beauty in chaos is that the chaos is a creative energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's stirring and it's mixing. And I was thinking about you and how you take notes. And I've seen you take notes before, like when we have our podcast meetings. And there is this, you know, and I, I think I take notes similarly in, in some ways is, um, you know, some people don't structure their notes in a line or a list sort of form- format, but rather draw or um, mm-hmm. you know, pictures next to their notes or underline things differently or not even write them in a straight line. But then to be able to come back and look over top of all the chaos, right, of your notes and see the similarities and all the lines that sync things together um, can be very effective. Mm-hmm. And um, being able to, um, if someone's working style, for example, in that way is annoying to you. Um, and that's, you know, irritating that type of chaos might actually be, um, beneficial to, to really observe. And, you know, there's something that can be learned from something that irritates us Mm -hmm. in a very positive way. Um, yeah, I really, I like the I like the idea of responding to chaos in like an opportunistic way. Mm-hmm. Like, oh good, chaos is being served. What's next? And uh one thing that we talk a lot about in feng shui too is the idea of fire energy and that fame and reputation, like what how are we exuding our energy to the world? How is our energy being received? How do people perceive us? And it's a real opportunity during a time of chaos to recreate yourself in a way that's disruptive and better received mm-hmm. and, um, and cultivating that um, fire energy um, in your home environment or your workplace environment can be done really beautifully with intention and very easily from I mean, fire energy is easy to, to recognize. Like I'm wearing red today, like that's fire energy, you know? So if you're feeling like you might be shrinking in the face of adversity or chaos to the idea of you, you know, being aware of the space that your body is taking up in the world, um, maybe perhaps wear red, wear fire energy and project a stronger, um, more, you know, in your face, kind of like disruptive. Mm-hmm. energy to the world that energetically will help you as a person to have that confidence. Um, because it takes a great courage to stand up in the face of chaos when everybody else is, you mm-hmm. know, kind of like sniffing out, like out of fear. Yeah. Well, and I think it can do a great service to others too, when you can manage to um, harness that energy and and find a way to thrive and disrupt and create in chaos because others see that and have hope that they can do the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how you're, that's, that's a good opportunity for people to find their people. <laughs> you can be <laughs> a hero. You can be a hero people. <laughs> yeah. When everyone else is being a fill in the blank, you can be a, a unicorn. <laughs> mm-hmm. A little blank. I can't even say what uh, <laughs> what came to my mind. <laughs> everyone, everyone filled in their own blank. <laughs> Fill in your blank. <laughs> Mad libs. Bonus points if you can guess what was in my <laughs> brain. <laughs> <Mom>. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I might, I might know. If you know, you know. A little game. I Y K Y K. Chaos brain. I yes, think maybe chaos. we, I think maybe as air signs, we're like a little more comfortable in chaos by nature because that's just how our brains are. Mm-hmm. I'll, I think we've talked about this before. Like I, I look at those, um, fucking terrible, annoying toys for like toddlers mm-hmm. that they push like a vacuum, but it's the little bubble, uh, oh uh, not gosh. bubble, like the little balls yes. inside and they pop, yes. pop, 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 you know, yes. I feel like that is kind of what my brain's like. And mm-hmm. a lot of those thoughts are just like artifact, but if you can like reach out and like catch the, the good balls, then you can find some, some pretty useful stuff. Yeah. I mean, all a- the chaos and the popping. That's like very much linked with what you're just saying is very much linked with the language of the Yijing when we're talking about great abundance. Um, so like it talks about finding a balance though. So being that overly creative, that can be very attractive. Um, but at the same time, you can allow you to drift aimlessly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you keep on popping off all this creativity, you're lacking the action to put behind it to to see things through. And that's why it's important to have a friend like me or a collaborator or someone that knows Mm -hmm. you to like recognize the things that are actionable. And, you know, it's like flashy. Let's, let's act on that. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a good idea. That's going to be effective and and put some embodiment and action behind it. Um, But the world needs the chaos and the create the overly creative and the, the world is the chaos. The world there is no separation. It was it, it literally is the natural state of being. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. I think we're yeah. on something. No, bring yeah, on I'm... the chaos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I think we need more chaos, creativity plus chaos. Yes. Um, you know, we've got some good ideas. You and I brewing behind the scenes that. I can't wait to like talk about more openly, but until we get those ideas all fine tuned, a lot of fine tuning needs to happen from chaos before you can really kind of dish it out so that people can receive it. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that would be my advice too for anyone in business, whether it be entrepreneur or within the corporate world too, is is to find your alliances with people that are going to allow you to bring your chaos to the table, be, be disruptive mm-hmm. in a time of world chaos and reinvent yes. uh, your approach, what you're bringing to the table. And really, I think that's very inspiring. And that's where leaders can emerge to, you know, say something crazy at your work meeting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, um, I mean, cause in the times of the most chaos, I mean, most people are looking around for somebody to step up and and be that leader and to have the good ideas and and to not be afraid to try stuff that hasn't been tried well everything's been tried before but you know to chart uncharted waters yeah. uncharted waters yeah. or land uncharted or? uncharted waters uncharted yeah stuff. for sure <laughs> yeah stuff. i mean i i think it's i think it can be brought to mind in any situation like I was talking to a friend um, who was talking about being in a PTA meeting that was like sucking the life out of her. 
and um, you know the amount of attention that people were clinging to the way things that were always done. You know, oh, we do these spreadsheets. This is how it's done. This is how we drum up money for the school. Like all this effort <laughs> for mm-hmm. this for these money raising activities. When you really think, you know, in this PTA example which probably the, all PTA organizations were generated for a very good reason to help bring resources to education and school and the children. Um, but what monsters they have become, because when you get down to it, does anyone ever even buy from these PTA activities? Or ultimately, is it really just us parents that are writing the checks in the end? Like, why not just write the check <laughs> mm-hmm. and just call it a day and save everybody a lot of time and maybe have a party? But, um, but there's, and she had this like inner urge, um, like couldn't, you know, she's was a leader in this, um, in this group and just spoke her mind. Like, this is ridiculous. Like be that person. That's the change agent and stand up and question things Mm -hmm. when things are feeling chaotic. Like, Hey guys, are we just doing something just because it's always been done? This is like SOP. Um, because like you and I were talking about, it's that like stepper wide vibes energy, mm-hmm. the groundhog's day energy that ultimately makes you feel like you're dying. Well, day. and something you read said that when you, when you fall into too much order and too much structure that actually primes the energy to, for like greater chaos. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, either way. So like either too too forced of an order, too structured um, is can create an emptiness, but then not having any structure, you're just drifting. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really just being accepting again of, of one side and the other. Um, I think so many people are hung up in being right. This is the right way. I'm doing it the right way. Um, rather than merging the two um perception organized okay. chaos organized chaos Ta-da. <laughs> oh, i love it i like it well i'm looking forward to hearing from all our peeps about if they've been experiencing chaos in their world is it affecting them how are you handling it do you feel like you're prepared to thrive in the state of chaos or do you feel overwhelmed and uh, ready to make some changes to how you handle it? Yeah, I hope I hope anybody out there um, listening to us today, I hope this is resonating with them on some level, and they're perhaps feeling a little bit more empowered about how they're walking out into the world, and maybe they try a few of um, the tips that we were talking about, because it's a great opportunity to, to show up and, um, and be more of a leader and feel a little bit more excited about, um, about just every day-to-day life. Um, really, like I think you said before, like embracing that change uh, or harnessing the power of the change. Um, yeah. So if you aren't with us already in the conscious collaboration, um, collective on Facebook. We would love to have you. You can find us there. And if you want to connect with us and send us your comments, let us know if this resonates. You can find us on um on Instagram at is it Conscious Collaboration Podcast. (laughs) 
And um, yeah, I mean, let's have more conversation about this. I think it is great building upon um, moving out those prosperity blocks and um, and really mm-hmm. being the change. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about chaos, baby. <laughs> All right, Emily. Well, it's fun hanging out with you today. Always. I look forward to seeing you soon. And everybody out there will talk to you in five. Talk to you in five. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank y'all so much for listening to our podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends so they can join our circle of collaboration on this journey. You can find us on Instagram at Conscious Collaboration Podcast, on Spotify, iTunes, and Audible, to name a few. Please join us next time for another deep dive into how you can live life in more alignment mind, body, and business. Send us your questions and comments in our DMs or email us at consciouscollaborationpodcast at gmail.com. See you in five minutes.